What's up, Weeboos? Welcome back to the Weebo Podcast. This is episode six of season three of the Weebo Podcast. This is a episode I've been kind of looking forward to actually for a pretty long time now. Um, as we near the end of 2021 and are getting ready for 2022 and the, you know, the hype winter 2022 season that's coming up. We both want to look back at all the anime that we watched over the course of 2021 and pick our top 10 anime. Honestly, from my perspective, it was an easy list. There was a bunch of very average shows this year, and that's my main takeaway. But before we get into it, Pat apparently has a question for me that he wants to ask on this podcast. So what's this question, Pat? All right. Well, let me preface this by saying it's not really anime related. It's actually slightly gaming related. For those who are listening, I ended up buying Pokemon in Singapore. I ended up starting playing it. I think I'm about 10 hours in. So yeah, I think the normal gameplay is about 20 hours. So you can say I'm halfway through. Question for Chris is, is this game boring or am I just getting old? Um, you know, I didn't necessarily think the game was all that fun, to be honest with you. But at the same time, there was this like nostalgia factor to it because it went back to kind of the formula that we've seen growing up, right? Like the new Pokemon World, is Sword and Shield? The newest one before this world, it's like semi-open world. It felt not the same to me. It felt a bit different. And for that reason, I didn't get sucked into it as much. The other part was that like shiny hunting on it was like completely different and it was a lot harder. So it didn't lure me in as much. So like it from a nostalgia standpoint, it felt good. But from a game like oh this this game's entertaining standpoint it wasn't all that good it was very average to be honest so i'm kind of on that boat with you this game is too easy like that that what i'm trying to get at is this game is way too easy like i shouldn't be able to run through the entire like 90 percent of the game with one pokemon is it but like when you play sword and shield that was so easy too this is like the newest one i think this is easier i don't know why but it just feels easier like because they kept the old game dynamics, but they added in all uh, the EXP boosting and and the running with you know like as a team. Oh, I see. I actually never really thought about that, but I did think that like I was like steamrolling through everything. But at the same time, like usually when I play Pokemon games, I steamroll through like the first like seven gyms. The eighth gym gets a little hard, and then like Elite Four is hard. And I, I couldn't steamroll through the LE4. Like, I actually had to go train and stuff. So maybe once you get there, then it'll get hard. But, like, up to that, it's, like, pretty laid back, to be honest with you. Have e- have berries always reduced EVs? This is something I actually have no idea. I was wondering if you knew. I, I, I saw that I have in no Brilliant idea. Diamond and, and Pearl. And I think even the last game, if you give your Pokemon berries, it reduces the EV. So theoretically... You can train your Pokemon to 100 and then nuke them to zero again with, with EVs. Or I guess you'd have to do like 90 or whatever. You just nuke them with the berries until their EV resets. And then you can technically EV train them for the last, you know, couple levels to max out their EVs. Oh, I didn't even know that. But that makes EV training so much easier it's, because yeah, that's, in the past... Exactly. Yeah, because we had to always find the Pokemon again and then like basically restart the whole training process from level one all the way to 100 it, or Exactly. 250. So all you really need now is the nature. Oh, what? Because you That's can so always easy. nuke them with the berries. Given I, I was so scared 
of the EV training thing that I didn't use Jirachi or Mew the entire game. Or I, I used Jirachi until like level 26, I think. And I didn't use Mew at all yeah, because you, I didn't want it. But your Jirachi, your Jirachi's nature is shit. Well, both of them are shit. <laughs> <laughs> They're both unusable. Well, you know what? This week, we're going to have to find out if I actually have a Singapore uh, origin code on my on my game. That's the one thing that could save this game for me. If you have the Singapore origin code and you can get me a foreign ditto, this game is saved. <laughs> if I cannot get this foreign ditto, this game was a bust for me. That's going to be I literally sat in that ditto room, <laughs> that ditto trading room for like seven hours straight, like over throughout the entire like course of my workday, just talking to every single foreigner that came in. And they were all, well, they weren't even foreigners. They're all US people trying to find a foreign ditto. Interesting. So I could be though, I could be the hero. I could be Santa Claus. Yeah, you could literally go into that room and then give everyone that Singaporean ditto that everyone's looking for. Okay, well, I, I better hope that I have a Singaporean ditto or at least a foreign ditto because I still don't know if it's game cartridge locked or if it's Switch re- Switch console related. You should have bought a Switch, man. I should have just YOLO'd. Yeah, I mean, you were there for like three months. You could have just gotten a Singaporean Switch. Should I should have just asked the kid on the plane next to me playing Pokemon? Hey, bro, is your Switch from Singapore? Want to trade? <laughs> Making new friends with ten year olds on on airplanes. That's <laughs> with, with, exactly with what we his do. Parents right next to him, like, hey, hey, it's cool, it's cool. I just want his ditto. <laughs> yeah, I just want that the blue one, the blue ditto, not <laughs> not the normal one. Yeah, yeah. Don't worry about it. Don't worry about it. <laughs> okay. Anyways, that's that was what I wanted to ask you. I know it wasn't the hardest question, but honestly, I just I've been playing it and it's I don't know. Maybe I'm just getting old. Maybe I'm becoming an old man. Well, we grew up with like really hard Pokemon games too, so it's, it's probably just like how it's transcended a lot of games now. Like they dumb it down for the overall audience so that they can get used to a game or like if they're a new player, then it's easier for them to get into it. So that's probably why we don't like it that much my old pokemon games would used to register 100 hours i don't know if i just sucked maybe i was a kid i just was bad maybe i just i mean i'm still bad at games maybe it was just trash but i don't know how i used to register 100 hours in pokemon because i didn't even know about shinies until like somewhere in like the middle of the pokemon run i think that's the same for me though i think i always got at least someone or somewhere around like 60 to 80 at least that sounds about right yeah yeah so it was always harder. There was some games, right, where they had like the first eight gyms and then they would have like another set of eight gyms. That's too. right. You would go back to a different region. Yeah. And, and do yeah. It yeah. Game. So so that would make it even longer. But those games are so good, man. I, I I love those Pokemon games where you would do the first eight, go to Elite Four, do the back eight, go through Elite Four again. And then by the time you go through the back eight, the Elite Four is basically like level 100 right and then and then is it is it gold silver or was it a diamond where like at the end you face like the ash but his name's red and his pokemon are like level 90 and it's like dude this guy's a fucking monster his pikachu is just destroying me with volt tackle or whatever i don't remember what it was using but i was like i'm just getting wrecked out here yeah i think like in one of the games you could play red who was ash and then you could play gary right yeah blue. blue And then Misty, who was green, I think, or I don't remember, but yeah, it was like that. Those games were hard, and that that would actually take like 
a lot of grinding to make sure your levels were like right yeah they were like before you felt a real boss yeah exactly now there isn't really that like i mean the pokemon is it the i don't even know what they're called the champion the champion of the elite four or the pokemon league in this game she's pretty hard but she's not impossible like you do a little bit of grinding and you're done that's not too bad that's not too bad all right i guess we could kind of switch gears here to this like top 10 list of 2021 anime but before we get into it i wanted to kind of get your thoughts like what what went into your i guess thought process slash picking process and another thing i want to check with you was do movies count so i was asked thinking about that same question i did put movies in i put one movie in and the other question i have about the movies is what if it was released in japan in 2020 but was released in the u.s in 2021 i mean so we're thinking demon slayer right i mean there's no there's i mean that question is there's no question about it so we're we're going off a u.s release date that's like when we could have watched it what i did and i also so you know the other question i had is like I think if we're talking about the same scaling and timeline, we're going to both have these in our top 10. So I, we might as well just say them. I don't know where they're going to fall. But Jujutsu Kaisen and Demon Slayer, right? So 2020 technically for both in terms of the release date, especially for Jujutsu, right? But the second season continued into 2021, I believe. Oh, right. So I, I didn't even think so about I that. I don't really know how it falls because... Uh, Jujutsu's first season, I think, was winter of 2020, but it's technically finished in fall of 21. I so I still don't really know like it where I should be counting it, what I shouldn't be counting, but like to not count it almost seems doesn't fair to me. Wait, Jujutsu started fall 2020 and ended winter 21, right? Right, right exactly. Okay, yeah, okay. Yeah. So I don't. I don't know if like I, I can include it or can't include it. Depending on how we're scaling, it's going to change my, my rating. I didn't factor in Jujutsu Kaisen because I think Jujutsu was up for anime of the year last year for 2020. So I didn't include it. But I'd, like if you included it, I think that's totally fair because it technically, technically did run until 2021. Right. It was, it was a hybrid. It was a hybrid run. All right, we'll we'll just count anything we could have we watched when it was available to us in 2021. Okay, fair. That's fair. All right, all right. So I guess now that we have that settled, what, what was your kind of your overall thought process here? Did some things stand out to you? Like, did you already have your number one in mind from the beginning, or did it take some deciphering and looking back? So I put screenshots down of every anime I've seen in in 2021 and. Once I had it all visual, very easy for me to rearrange and just drag and drop in order. I made basically a tier list. Um, I didn't realize this anime was my number one until I saw everything side by side and, and just kind of realized like, dude, there was a lot of trash this season or this year. There was a, some really good anime, but a top 10 was pretty my top 10 is lackluster and, and 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 partly because I don't watch all the genres. So, as I put it together, I said, "Wow, my top 10 is shit." Like if some anime fan saw it, they'd be like, "Well, you don't know what you're talking about." But in reality, I just haven't seen enough of the other genres to create the top 10 that I should have had. Like I have heard good things and you know, maybe between us, maybe between us we can have a real top 10. 
Um, but because yeah, of, out of what I've seen, like my top ten is just it's skewed to <laughs> to Shonen. <laughs> are you sure it, it wasn't skewed to Isekai? Are you, are you sure? Uh, no. N- okay. No, I don't think so. Okay, and one thing I actually wasn't too sure about as I was kind of going through this list, like same with with me, like what you said is how I felt in terms of like. 2021 felt pretty lackluster in terms of the top 10 like i had my top five and my top five is very clear i think and then six to ten is just like a gray zone almost where it's just like um am i really like sure about this and then but one thing i wasn't sure about was that do you feel like in 2021 you watched the most anime you ever watched because of this podcast because I'm not sure if I feel that 2021 is really bad because we watched almost everything in terms of the back half of the year or like spring to like winter or spring to fall, right? We watched almost 10 shows per season or something, which is an absurd amount. I don't even know if I've ever watched that much anime to begin with. And on on top of that, we watched certain shows like together or like on our own. So do you feel that? 2021 just felt bad because we watched too much yes i 100 percent agree with you i think i think it comes down to like some type of statistical psychological impact where it's like i've seen anime that are so trash it brings down my entire scale and the anime that were good unfortunately had multiple seasons in 21 but basically for me that that just registered as one show and yes, through multiple seasons, I was watching like the same anime and, and like enjoying it. But as like a episode perspective or a series perspective, it's it's more just like, yeah, this is a good series, but what else is there? So there was always something good going on per season, but there just wasn't new material every season, which I understand is is a hard ask. That's not fair to ask for a banger every season. Um, and, and so maybe it is the fact that, you know, we filled our voids with a lot of trash and we voluntarily became masochists and watched a couple shows that don't even make a D tier list, but it is what it is. (laughs) Honestly, this year, even though we both feel that we watched a lot of trash was a pretty solid year in terms of anime watching, I think just from... I feel like I've watched a like a breadth of shows where I have a newfound appreciation for anime where I've watched things that are bad so I know what's good and I've watched things that are average and I know what I like and don't like and stuff. So in, in that respect, you know, I feel like we did a lot here. But yeah, definitely I think we did watch a lot <laughs> and it just happened to be that we watched the most anime we probably have in in a year in the year that there was a lackluster amount of good anime, which kind of blows, but it is what it is. All right. I think like we could totally jump into it here. Um, do you have any honorable mentions or do you have anything, any movies, shows you want to shout out that didn't make the top 10 that were pretty close? Yes. Yes. I, I got four in my honorable mention. I know that's a lot. That's not really an honorable mention, but you know, they didn't make the top 10. I actually considered one of them. So if there was a, if there was a first one that I, I would think about putting in in the top 10 um that would be tokyo revengers but it 
didn't make it. So it's going to be an honorable mention. Wow. I did not expect that. I, th- I thought for sure you were going to put it in. It was... It's good. Tokyo Avengers is good, but... I think as a story as a whole, there were way too many holes. Very entertaining story, but like as a as a whole, I just think, you know, and, and maybe this is biased because I read the manga. And that's the problem I think that I, I might personally have with Tokyo Avengers is that I know too much about it. And it, it comes back down to like the thing I, I always harp on and like, you know, we harp on a lot. People who know the manga, who've seen the anime, or watch a live action afterwards, it's like they're always trying to compare it. And even if you're trying not to, subconsciously, there's always some type of comparison. So as much as I yeah, liked it, yeah. I I just I gave an honorable mention. Um, I won't elaborate any more on that. Maybe if it's in your top ten, we can talk about it again. But the other three that are in my honorable mention list are Tact, Doctor Stone, okay, okay, and Bell. And ironically, Bell was the anime that was featured on Singapore Airlines. So shout out to Singapore Airlines for showing some anime. And hey, if it's <laughs> featured on an airline, it's got to be decent, right? That's how I always think about it. Um, so if you haven't seen it yet and you want to watch some type of Disney-style anime, go watch Bell. I'll leave it at that. Yeah, I actually watched Bell, and it was really good, On honestly. Like, I don't know if it's like an 8 out of 10 show, but like it was something that was really entertaining, very unique, and... All around, like I definitely think that the show deserves a honorable mention. So, oh, you you did watch it. When did you When did you watch it? I think I watched it like two weeks ago, and I knew that, you know, you told me to watch it. I told you to watch a couple shows, so I I, I went out and watched it. It was yeah, it was one of the more unique shows I've watched in a long time, and it was pretty entertaining that entire time. Like I was pretty engaged throughout the entire show for the movie. Yeah, right. It's not a great. Sh- it's not like great. You wouldn't go say this is the best. This is the best of the year, but it's a good show. Yeah, yeah. I don't think like it hits like the Makoto Shinkai levels at all. But at the same time, like it's better than some of the kind of series that get adaptations in terms of movies, where it just doesn't adapt well, or like you don't have enough time to adapt it. You know, it was like a standalone show, a standalone movie with its own script and own story. And it was just very unique how they portrayed it all. And the music's good. The music is good. The music is good. Well, I'm glad you agree with me there. But I guess, uh, what about yeah, you? Yeah, you're not crazy. Well, what about your honorable mention? Mentions. Yeah, I think. So, I don't know how people feel as listeners for me to put this in honorable mention. Or they actually want me to put it in my top 10 list so they can kind of validate what they like but i didn't put aot in my top 10 because i don't think i need to make a case that aot should be in the top 10 i don't think anyone who watches aot would leave aot out of the top 10 it's just you know it's just a unanimous thing that aot would be in there i think if i had to rank it it would be in the number two or number three spot i think number three to be honest with you, it wouldn't it wouldn't even be number one or two this year, um, but it would be in my top three. So I didn't put it in there just because it's just too straightforward. Um, number two, I want to shout out was Fruits Basket. I don't like Fruits Basket, and I've already ranted about it for an entire episode. But I think besides AOT, it's the only show this year in 2021 that's gotten a nine out of ten on Mal, 
which is very significant. So shout out to Fruits Basket. And the last show I wanted to shout out is Quintessential Quintuplets. I wavered in terms of whether that should be in the 10th spot with another show because I just think it's entertaining and I know it's a harm show and it's a little scuffed, but it's just something fun to watch. So I, I almost put it in my 10th spot, but I didn't put it there. And I think, oh, and then the last one I wanted to shout out or last two I want to shout out are movies that I didn't put in there. Number one is the Demon Slayer movie. I didn't put it in there because if I put it in there, it'll be my number one thing, you know? Okay, so yeah, that, that was that was where I was. I Okay, we can talk about it when I get... It is my... I don't want to spoil it, but I think I need to spoil it now. It was my number one, but if... I can adjust. I can easily adjust. No, no, I think you should keep it there because I, I knew for a fact that if we... If I put it in there, we would probably both say number one, right? It's deserves it we'll, we'll talk about it later on but and then the last one was evangelion 3.0 plus 1.0 it's the last evangelion movie i didn't watch it so i i don't know how good it is and i haven't watched evangelion in a long time so i don't know but like it's probably considered the best movie that came out in terms of anime this year i just haven't watched it so i don't, I don't know how to rate it so that that's all that's i wanted to that's say fair. yeah so th- those are our honorable mentions so that kind of gives a little you know, hint as to what we can expect in the top 10, but let's get to your number 10 spot. What what do you have at number 10? All right. So coming in at number 10 for me, the anime produced by Bones, 12 episodes of Vanitas. Oh, Vanitas season two is coming out winter 2022. So that's a pretty good uh, lead into that. So not only did it get a sequel, which I think speaks enough volume for itself, Vanitas is opening and EP was arguably, if we're just going by music, might have been one of the most, I guess, most liked, in my opinion, soundtracks of the year. Really liked it. Yeah. Uh, In terms of plot, it's a little meh. It's a little slow sometimes. And that's why it's coming in at number 10. Artwork isn't bad. I don't have complaints. I'm not going to go out of my way and say the artwork is great. But the artwork is good. And the storyline is decent. So that's how it's going to get coming at number 10. A lot of it is pulling in by the fact that it is a bit different. It's a bit different. Normally vampires and those types of stories um, follow a more different type of genre and storyline. This is actually more... It almost is slice of life. And I don't know if that's a hot take. But Vanitas has a slice of life feel almost to me. And I like how it, it how it borders, you know, action, drama, and slice of life. And you really get to learn a lot about characters, but they don't explicitly show you character personality. They kind of vaguely hint at it, and I thought that was very interesting, um, and I liked it. So that's why Venice is coming in at number 10 for me. As a Mal score, since we talk about Mal a lot, it was a 7.91 for those who are curious, which isn't bad for mal 7.91 is very good for mal and i haven't finished vanitas so it's not in my list for that reason but when i watch vanitas it's it's very well made and to go kind of what what you what what you said the opening song is just so unique the the visuals for it is just perfect for vanitas bones does a really good job with animation the production of the show it's 
really colorful at the same time it lures you in there's like transitions that just are perfect that i don't know only bones can do really and then um the entire show is very very unique I, i'm planning on watching it obviously before the winter 2022 season i think when the season two comes out so yes kind of excited for Benitas actually all right what about your top what, what is your number 10 now yeah i think number 10 is my number 10 show is pretty similar in terms of how you went about it my number 10 show is horimiya which is a slice of life romance show which i know you haven't watched fair, but fair. same kind of concept here one their opening song is a banger it's it might yes it's like in the top two or so of opening songs for 2021 for me and the visuals of it the kind of the slice of life visuals were very next level it was very fresh very new and similar to what i just said about bonitas like the transitions the cutscenes, the like the background music etc the production of it was something that you don't typically see in a slice of life it was just that high level of a production and the plot is okay in my opinion like i think it would have been better if the show was longer but it doesn't get that long of a run so unfortunately you don't get to see the full length of the plot it was about 13 episodes or 12 episodes or so but it was one of the most hype i think slice of life romance shows in 2021 and it definitely deserves to be in the top 10 no i've heard a lot of good things about it so i can see why it got your number 10 um granted i haven't watched it either and maybe i should but i'm glad you you gave a shout out there and i think a lot of people would probably agree with you that based on what you've said it deserves at least a mention in the top 10 based on maybe the other anime that have been out this year yeah and i i know for a fact like horimiya is not going to be everyone's cup of tea because it's very slice of lifey and very romance heavy so if you don't like slice of life or romance yeah i totally understand if you don't consider this in the top 10 but it was in the end one of the most hype shows of 2021 and the production and the storyline kind of backed it up so that's why it's in there that's fair that that's that's fair all right number nine what's your number nine show so my number nine is an isekai oh man here it comes here it comes here it comes and you know i've been talking about this a lot this season it's probably that's the giveaway oh no <laughs> i know what it is but it is reincarnated as an assassin isn't it reincarnated as an aristocrat? Aristocrat, uh, assassin, arist- reincarnated as an aristocrat. <laughs> Something along the the world's finest assassin gets reincarnated in another world as an aristocrat. The longest name of the season, <laughs> and that's why it's coming in at number nine. I'm guessing that's just like a pure entertainment that choice, right? It is purely entertainment. As an isekai, all isekais, I normally expect a certain type of vibe a certain type of plot but this one's a little different i've talked about in the past yes there are the basic isekai harem there is the basic isekai one male a bunch of female characters but it's more of an adult isekai and i don't really know how to say it otherwise but a lot of the a lot of the plot a lot of the Kind of the takeaways of the anime, I feel like, are more adult-themed. Basically, I wouldn't be recommending this to a middle school kid. Anyone in... 
like teenagers like in high school sure but like middle school i think it's i wouldn't probably recommend this anime to them and that's kind of why i think it has a bit more depth than your standard type of isekai which might be more shonen i mean it is a shonen but it's not if there was like a group of shonen this is definitely toward your older age and i just like how the show is kind of written um i like the plot it's super entertaining and i think each of the characters in the show in itself and i think i might have mentioned this before are interesting whereas most isekai focus on one male character and maybe one female like beside that everyone else is moot like you don't care this show i think every character that's introduced is relatively entertaining and interesting to learn about and yeah some parts i don't agree with some parts it's very meh but you know for the fact of how much isekai i watched i felt like i had to rank it into my top 10 because it is if i had to rank isekai this is a pretty good 12 episode short run isekai yeah because that's uh that's because you didn't watch the best isekai that came out in 2021 i i know it's gonna be in your top 10 but you know we won't worry about that yet and for those who might say how is this number nine if you haven't watched it go watch it because it's entertaining you've seen it i think you'll have to agree it's an entertaining anime yeah the show's entertaining like it's 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 an isekai and there's definitely like themes that are with an isekai but like you said it is a bit mature it's a bit dark so in that sense it's a bit different it's not as childish it's not as like it's not as cringy. Know, like, like most isekai have cringy moments. Like you're just like, oh, this is cringe. Yeah. There's less cringe yeah, definitely. in this anime. At the very least, like I'll watch it and I'll think it's entertaining. So like if that's the case, then that's good enough for me, to be honest. So there's my case there. Bit different from opening ending. I think like as a story, Vanitas is worse, actually. That's why I rated it higher. Because I judge more on the story than the opening and ending. Granted, I think Vanitas is going to get better, and Vanitas in the long run is most 100% going to be a better anime. But in terms of what I've seen right now with Vanitas, what I've seen right now with Reincarnated, I like Reincarnated a bit more. Yeah, I, I for sure think Vanitas is going to take off in 2022 because the source material just has such good feedback and reviews. There's just no way that. Right. It was the first season, it, it could go was wrong. a setup season. And I understand yeah. that, but that's also why it was rated number 10. Yeah, that's totally fair. All right. My number nine spot here is kind of similar to your show. It's a show that I've talked about a lot this season of the podcast, and that show is Ranking of Kings. I don't know where the show's going, to be honest with you, and I don't know how it's going to play out. But it's been a very unique show to me. Like, it's probably the... uh, It's not the most unique show because... There's another show that I think is the most unique show that I've seen in a long time, but it falls into that category where it's just very quirky, very standalone, and it's something new that's brought to the anime world. So in that sense, I think Ranking Your Kings kind of deserves to be in the top 10 and is a very entertaining show. I haven't watched the last two episodes, so I don't know how those last two episodes went, but Besides that, it's been a show that's like engaged me throughout the entire season. And yeah, like like I said, in the end, it's, I think, brought a new element to the anime world. Right. And, you know, speaking of Ranking of Kings, it is, you know, 
I'm just going to spoil it. It is in my top 10 as well. But it's not finished yet, and that's what was difficult for me about ranking it, <laughs> ironically. Yeah, exactly. So That's the same for me, and that's why I put it in the back end here. Because if this show was finished, there's a good chance it was in my top five. Because of how it's just captured us right, as an audience. Right. Like, Yeah, it's. I mean, it's done a better job than a lot of the other shows. But it's just that it's still in this like whole setup. This is like the start of the journey process. Not, it's not really set up, but you can tell that this is just the start of everything that's going on. So when we do our like 2022 list and we just, or if there is a season two in 2022 or if this continues, I, I actually don't remember how that has played out or what's the plan, what the plan is. But it is probably going to be in the top 10 of whenever that season two comes out. 100% agree. I think that's fair that if this was complete, it would definitely be higher up in the rankings. As it is right now, I think it's a good anime. Really interesting, really entertaining. And yeah, I think even if it's not complete, it's shown enough that it deserves to be mentioned somewhere in the top 10 for this year. So I agree with you there. Uh, let's just see where it goes, I guess. Yeah. All right, number eight. What you got? Number eight is a show that just finished. I finally completed it. And as much as we've talked about it over the past couple episodes, um, I was surprisingly happy about everything. And the reason it comes in at number eight is more because of the consistency that I watched it in terms of wanting to watch it. And this show is The White Sand on Aquatope. The Aquatope on White Sand, sorry. I'm trying to convert the Japanese names. Wow. Slice of life. Slice of life. So, so it on the list. came in at number eight. And again, I'm just going to say, I don't really need to elaborate, but it just was consistency. Every week when I wanted an anime to watch so to start off, like I would always rank what I wanted to watch and where. It would always be one or two. Like I just, as much as like the show episodes might have been boring, like eh, this one's meh. I would just, I would still watch it. I don't know. I don't know what it was. But it had a draw to it. The art was great. Phenomenal, actually. The music was okay. The plot was very slice of life-y. But I think the way they wrapped it up really saved it for me. I think in the last two episodes, if they didn't wrap it up the way they did, it would have not been in the top 10. But I really I really liked the last two episodes. Yeah, the thing with Aquatope, and I'm, I'm going to just spoil it, but Aquatope's not in my top 10, but like, I basically created my top 10 with the mindset of like, if I'm giving a score out of 10, like what are my top shows? And even though like AOT is not in there, like I could create a second list of what, what AOT in there and whatnot and Demons, the Demon Slayer movie. But I I put on this like critique mindset, but if I didn't put on the critique mindset, like Aquatoko would 100% be in there. And the reason why is I think, I don't know if you agree with this, but at least for me, Aquato feels like the anime that I grew up with in 2021, which feels really weird, but maybe it's because of the consistency and like the 26 episodes that we saw with Aquatope. It almost felt feels like this podcast has grown with Aquatope and we have lived 2021 through through like throughout 2021 with Aquatope, which feels weird, but in that sense I feel like it's kind of played like a very major role in both our anime watching experiences because 
that was the one show we've consistently watched. It was, you know, sometimes boring, but at the same time, it was so consistent in terms of what it brought to the table that it almost feels like you grew up with the characters throughout the whole year. All right, the weeboos on White Sand. Yeah, I know. <laughs> <laughs> we got to just take this podcast to the beach, apparently, for the aquarium. <laughs> Agreed with you 100%. Uh, this year was a lot of talk about Wakatope. Not the best show, but definitely felt like it was a part of us this year. Yeah, it was huge. It was definitely huge. All right, my number eight. So my number eight was a show that you honorable mentioned, actually. And I watched the entire show in 2021. So maybe that's why I have a bit of bias towards it. But number eight for me is actually Dr. Stone, um, season two Stone Wars, which came out in 2021. But we kind of talked about Dr. Stone in one of the previous podcasts. We did like a comparison between Dr. Stone and Jujutsu Kaisen. But Dr. Stone was actually my favorite shonen I watched in 2021, besides AOT. And something about it is just very entertaining to me, slash just, I don't know. It captured my attention, and I was hooked. And there's like, you know, there's those shows that just hook you. Like, I watched Yo! Mushi Pedal, like, 60 episodes, like, the last two days or two weeks. Or not even two weeks. It was, like, a week that I finished the entire series of Yo! Mushi Pedal. And I did the same thing with Dr. Stone, where I just sat there and watched the entire thing all at once. Because there's something about it that was just very entertaining to me, personally. And from that standpoint, I know I said I, I created this list with, like, a critique mindset. But I had to throw in Dr. Stone because it was just one of my personal favorites that I watched. And it was... Honestly, I think the only shonen that's come out this year that I really liked, I think. Going off of that, definitely Dr. Stone is a really good show. It's very entertaining. I'm actually surprised it came in that high. I know you watched it all in one season, but I guess in terms of Dr. Stone itself, was it the plot that really drew you in or the characters? Because for me, I like the characters a lot, but the plot was meh for me. And maybe that's because I, I don't really understand everything yet. It's still early in the story. And that's why it was more of an honorable mention for me. But in terms of the character development, I really love it. It's really weird because Dr. Stone has this like childish element to it. Because the characters are a bit naive and a bit innocent and pure. So in that sense, I actually thought I would was going to hate it. Like I was like, this isn't that mature. This isn't very like real life scenario like you know dr stone the oh my gosh i can't even remember his name but senku uh yeah senku is like is like way too op so at the same time i was just like oh i'm probably not gonna like this show right right but at the same time there's just like something charming about it like the problem solving elements that come with the show and also like all the characters are very likable because they're kind of that innocent pure like i'm 15 years old just learning the ropes kind of person Mm -hmm. and it's just very hard to hate a lot of elements of the show and you can kind of see from a lot of the different characters perspectives just because they kind of have like a very generic personality in that like you can relate to different perspectives and how they view the world and how they want this like stone world to play out right yeah but yeah i did i didn't think like the plot or anything was like 
eye popping or anything like that. I just felt that the show just had some charm to it that a lot of shows. Yeah, actually it was lacked. very like, entertaining. And I think yeah. there are definitely a lot of fans for Dr. Stone. I mean, we can see that just on the Mal list, right? Just the amount of fans and people who've liked it. You can see it has a lot of traction. All right. Number seven. Lucky number seven. What you got? It's number seven. Remake our life. And before you say anything, I just want to say this, uh, this anime was very sus. It had a lot of flaws, a lot of ups and downs, a lot of stereotypes, a lot of expectations. But it just hit me a certain way because I feel like it targeted somewhere around my age genre. And so anyone in their mid to late 20s, I hope you feel the same way. But the reason I'm giving Remake Our Life a 7 out of the top 10 for 2021 is because I think it hits a certain age genre harder than it does the others. Dude, Remake was a... I don't know. It was just so bad in the last like four or five episodes. I just couldn't look past it. But before that was so great. It was bad. But I think like, okay, like if we think about the first half, I think it'd be much higher on my list. But the back end, yeah. Yeah, it was a bit oh, sus. Yeah. But I mean, I don't really, I mean, I'm not, I don't remember if they're coming out with a second, a second season or not. I think they are. Yeah, I think so. I think in 2022 or 23. But I liked it. I I liked it more than Aquatope. I liked it more than... Well, Assassin's more entertaining. Finitas was a better story. But Remake just hit me somewhere that I just felt like no other anime hit me this year. And that's why I gave it a 7. Yeah, it's totally fair. Because it definitely is targeted towards like the late 20s, like early 30s i think crowd and if you're not in that crowd i don't think people will understand it as much because you know the story is just about resetting your life once you kind of reach a certain point and you're not really satisfied with whatever life you're living and yeah the, the concept of the story was really good the characters are great i actually really like all the characters that are in the show um there's a lot of people that you could root for it just was such a flop for me like in the back half of the four to five episodes that i almost felt like it was like betraying our expectations a bit i i thought it was gonna end but it didn't either you're so. a slice of life stan so you've you've watched laid back camp this the komi sans you know you the yacht i mean all of the ones that are probably going to fall somewhere in the top 10. I haven't watched it. I rarely watch Slice of Life. And, you know, that's why I'm skewed. Yeah, that's true. Um, I know I know it's worse than these, right? I, kn- I just read the ratings. Like, I know it can't be better than Komi-san. Like, I know if I watched it, Komi-san would probably be falling into one of these spots. But I haven't seen them. So, out of all the trash Isekai and Shonen I watched, I was like, I have to give this a higher score because this is this is just it's just a better show it's just a better show than you know i maxed out my level at 3000 the platinum generation is better than platinum end it's just it's just better. <laughs> like, I, I just can't compare like so you know that that's that's my defense but anyways 
<laughs> what about you? It's funny that you actually kind of said that because my number seven show is actually Komi-san. And it's basically for the reasons that you kind of alluded to. Like Komi-san for me, and I, I've already kind of talked to you about it on the podcast when it first came out. But the production on it is like, it's prime. Like for a slice of life anime, there's like, I thought Horimiya set a standard. And it did. Like, Horimiya set a new standard for what Slice of Life should be. But Komi-san kind of goes a tad above that. But at the same time, like, keeps his quirkiness. Because in the end, Komi-san isn't, like, a romance show. It's a Slice of Life slash, like, comedy show. It's basically, like, Psyche K, where in one episode, there's, like, three semi-storylines. Like, three, like, small shorts that happen to Komi-san or the other characters that are in the show. But for a show like that to have prime artwork, prime transitions, prime opening, prime ending. Like you watch the opening and ending, you're just like, what the fuck am I watching? Because it looks like you're watching a movie. And even when you watch the transitions and stuff, it's nothing that you will see in like a slice of life that is just released on TV. And to be fair, though, like Netflix produced slice of lives have kind of been this way in that violet evergarden set a whole new standard too for like what we should expect in terms of animation from netflix and komi-san and horimiya kind of back that up even though like horimiya is not like a netflix show like they both back up like a new standard of animation and production for slice of life that i've never seen before also komi-san is just freaking hilarious like if you like Psyche, you're going to like Komi. Okay. Well, then I should watch it. Yeah, it's just, it's funny, man. It's it's a good show. And it's probably, uh, it's not the best show this season, but it's up there. All right, all right. This is the last show of the back half of this top 10 list. What do you have, sir? <laughs> so this one actually had two runs this year. Two runs? Oh, it's got two seasons. Okay. It's reincarnated as a slime. Oh, did the... There was another season in, like, winter 2021? So, there was winter 2021, and then there was... Uh, I think it was last season. What was that, fall? Yeah, f- summer. No, summer. summer. Summer 21. So, it had summer 21. That was the, the back half. And then winter 21 was when it first... Um, aired the second the second grouping because they they did that weird split where where it's all you know second season but it's like second season part one and second season part two mm-hmm. so the reason it gets number six is second season part one was relatively good second season part two was trash in my opinion i don't know how it's rated so highly on mal but as a story as a whole I do like reincarnated as a slime i just thought the back end was very boring i hated the recent like 12 episodes the first 12 were were good that was one of my more favorite favorite 12 episodes of the series and i just had to average it out you know based on one or the other only the winter first 12 would would have reached the top 10 the back end i I would actually have excluded it but since they did say this is all part of the second season i was like you know i'll rate it all as a part of the second season so you know i gave them the benefit of the doubt which 
you know, maybe it's me being generous. <laughs> it's okay. It it gets number six. It didn't make the top five. I was just like, you know what? It's good. I like it. I like the artwork. I like the story. I just like the characters, but I mean, I don't want to really elaborate too much more. Those who watch a lot of anime, who've seen all the other seasons, I think they'll know what I'm talking about when I say it like collectively it's it's in the top 10 for the year because there's not too many great shows but individually the back end was was not that good man you lied to me about this list you told me that it wasn't run by isekai but we already got two out of five hey hey, this is the back end this is the back end all right all right all right let's end this back half so we could get to the good half but my number six show is Vivi, and I thought Vivi, for what it did in 13 episodes, was also like a unique experience. It was a very wide and deep storyline that they had to fit in 13 episodes. And on top of that, the production, the animation, the music that kind of comes with it, everything had to live up to the standards that kind of were set for it and i i felt that vivi lived up to expectation lived up to hype and doing it so in like 13 episodes is just insane to really think about so that's why vivi's in there i we have a lot of talk about it i think we did like a review on vivi along with 86 and one of the previous podcasts i don't want to go too deep into it but i felt that what it it did in 13 episodes was a strong enough impact for it to be in here nope 100% 100% agree with you. I think there always should be some type of normalization for the amount of run an anime gets versus the impact that it had. Yeah, it's like a impact to run ratio. <laughs> no, yeah, that that's a fair assessment, right? Because if you can impact someone in 12 episodes, it's like um, for those who have seen Pixar shorts, right? Some of those are very impactful in five minutes. Like if you can tell an entire story in five minutes and really make people move, that means you did a really, really good job. And I, that's arguably much harder to do than moving people in an entire movie. Yeah, Vivi was one of the most tweeted about shows I think I saw in 2021. Like, people that don't even watch anime were watching Vivi. People were saying that Vivi's kind of moved them and made them feel things that they've never felt before watching an anime or a TV show in general. So, in that sense, it touched a lot of people's hearts and I think it moved a lot of people. So definitely like should be in there. Right. And for me, like it was one of the few anime, I think this year, if not the only one that actually got 13 episodes. Normally for those listening, there's 12 episodes and there's a one week break between seasons. Vivi ran the entire 13 weeks. Um, I don't know if that speaks to how they got that done. Like, they needed an extra week. They worked that out with the production or the TV studios. But it's always good to see that you get 13 episodes over 12 because normally that's just extra money unless the producers, you know, really feel like they need that 13th episode. Yeah, definitely. All right. That wraps okay. up the our back half of the list. It was pretty different, to be honest with you. So... You know, it's a variety of shows that people can watch slash maybe you can argue about. Yeah, I don't think we have one show that falls into the back six through ten between us. Yeah, nothing is the same. The only thing that's the same is like me saying Dr. Stone and you honorable mentioning it. But that's literally it. So 
All right, well, let's get in the top five then. I mean, maybe these will be a bit closer. I'm assuming they're going to be somewhat closer, but I think they're going to be very different. So, All right. Why don't you lead us off since I let off the top ten? All right, my number five show, and we just talked about Vivi, so I'm going to talk about the other half of what we talked about in the last podcast when we talked about Vivi, is 86. I think 86 is a tad above Vivi. But from a pure entertainment standpoint, what I personally preferred, I preferred 86 over Vivi during the summer 2021 season. And 86 has a season two. So it's doing more, right? And I know season two, like in the last podcast, we talked about how it's a lot of setup, how it's kind of setting itself up for the next part or the next section of the show. But in terms of just pure entertainment and also just like the quality level of the show, like 86 was probably one of the best and to be honest with you if season two wasn't didn't play out the way it did in terms of it being just a plot development scheme it probably would have been in my top two but unfortunately i'm not vibing with this season enough for it to crack higher than my top five but like if i look back at 2021 i will remember what 86 had done so you know in the interest of time, 86 is in my top five. I want to talk about it now since we're on the topic. Is it translated correctly in English? Because I feel like the second half has been a lot of dialogue. And I feel like the translations haven't been spot on. Granted, I don't know Japanese. But I feel like the wording that I'm reading just doesn't vibe with what the show should be saying. And I don't, I mean, if you tell me it's the same, then then maybe that is the issue with the second half. No, it's never the same, to be honest with you. Um, in any show you watch, the, some of the translations are just going to be completely different because there's just some Japanese words that don't translate to English. And that's more of a cultural thing than it is a language thing. Like, if you create a sentence and just take every single word in Japanese and then convert it to English sentence. Yeah, that's possible, but it's not possible to communicate the culture that lives behind each word. So in that sense, like even something like Komi, when Komi makes a joke, it's not the same joke that's translated in English subtitles. And that's just a bit unfortunate, but at the same time, that's what they need to do in order to get the culture aspect aligned in terms of the language so that's what happens in a lot of shows and that's probably what's happening in 86 and also like kind of like the difficulty of the vocabulary that comes with 86 because they're just different elements of it right about the government about the the freedom of the the individuals etc the politics behind it so in that sense I, I do think that the translation gets lost a bit I mean, 86 still has a couple episodes to run, so that's why I'm not counting it out yet. Definitely agree with you that there's probably some lack of understanding between the Japanese and and the English. But am I wrong to say, and maybe we can talk about this when I I rate my, like, higher in in the order. 86 might be anime of the year. We can talk about this later, but I'm just going to throw it out now. Yeah, I mean, like, yeah, we'll, we could talk about it later. But coming into season two, I thought 86 was anime of the year. 
coming out of season two, I or like coming into it, I thought it could be the anime of the year because it it had longer run than what I thought was the anime of the year. But at the same time, this didn't live up to kind of the expectations or what I was expecting from the show. But yeah, we'll talk about it later. All right, what's your number five? Number five for me is a show I've hated on so many times. I absolutely do not like this show, but I have to appreciate it as an anime fan. As someone who even has a podcast on anime, I have to appreciate the community. I have to appreciate what people say about it. The good and the bad, I read it all. It's ReZero. <laughs> Part two, second season. Yes, I know. I hate it. I don't like it. But I do appreciate the second half of the second season, which, again, is really weird to me. I hate rating things as a half of a season. But it was pretty good All right. as an anime. Yeah, I mean, like, We've talked about ReZero, and I watched the first season. I didn't watch second season, so I, I that's why it's not in my list or in my honorable mentions, just because I haven't watched it. But if you say it's good, then it probably is good. I mean, it's definitely one of the better isekai. And again, part two aired in Jan- on January of 21. So it falls into that word hybrid, where the first half was 2020 of second season, and the second half is 21. But the second half was the better half of the second season. I don't think anyone's going to disagree with that. And it makes you feel, if anything, like if you, even if you hate ReZero like I do, like it makes you appreciate the show, the plot, the studio, the characters. I mean, regardless, it makes you appreciate it. And... Yeah, I don't like the story, but that doesn't mean I don't like the anime and, you know, I can't appreciate it, right? So that's why it's coming in. I'm giving it number five. Like as much as I will always talk about it and we can go to war, you can message me, hit me up on Discord, say how how can you be so hypocritical? But it is what it is. I'm going to give it a five, you know, until anyone watches it and wants to fight me on what's above it or what's below it. I'm holding my position for now. I think that's fair. <laughs> I've only heard good things about ReZero Season 2. So, I, I mean, I, I'll probably watch it eventually. But, yeah, I mean, like, that's totally fair. But, you know, going back to my point, that's three out of six isekais for you. <laughs> all right. It's okay. It's okay. It's okay. That's the last one you're going to hear. All right. All right. All right. Number four. So, number four. Is interesting. I don't think you've watched this, but I really hope you do watch it eventually down the line. And it's probably because you don't have Netflix that you don't watch it. But this is my movie pick of 2021 and also my fourth best anime, in my opinion. It is the Violet Evergarden movie. And I want to preface this because it came out in September 2020, I think, in Japan. But it was released to us in Netflix in the US in the current year. And I got to watch it, I think, two, three months ago, four months ago, something like that. I don't remember when it released, but right when it released, I watched it. And my God, Violet Evergarden is just next fucking level in terms of the animation, the music, and just the visuals. Like, Kyoto animation is just insane. It made me feel like I lost 
a huge experience in terms of the soundtrack and the visuals by not watching it in the movie theaters. And it's unfortunate because I think, you know, September 2020, that's like COVID. And then I think it came out in theaters technically in the U.S. in like the back half of 2020. But it was like COVID is coming back. The winter's coming. Everybody go back in lockdown situation. So I didn't get to watch it in theaters. And I feel like if I watched this in theaters, it would have been a completely different experience. Because when I watched Mugen Train for Demon Slayer in theaters, it was like next level. We watched Demon Slayer like on our iPads and our computers like or our TVs that are not that big. But the soundtrack and stuff that kind of came through like the movie experience was like next level. So I felt like I lost a lot and I wish I could kind of watch and experience in the movie theaters. That's fair. I mean, there are even it doesn't have to be anime, right? There are there are movies that just hit. They hit harder in a theater. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And then kind of to cap out like the Violet Evergarden story, right? I don't know if you followed Violet Evergarden after the 13 episodes or like the series, but there's been a lot of specials and a lot of OVAs. Yes, yes. I've watched the OVAs. I haven't watched the movie, as you've said. I've watched all the OVAs, though. Yeah, so I've been following all those, too. And the movie was basically the cap or the ending to the entire story. So in that sense, it felt like perfect almost to like this. Oh, this is how it should so end. It's a like closure. It's closure, basically. Yeah, exactly. This is like the closure to the story. Like we've we know the plot. We know how Violet feels. We know why she's doing what she's doing. So what? Right. Like what? What's the end result of all that this movie gives you that and on top of that like when you layer in the violet evergarden climax with the cinematic experience that kyoto animation gives you man it's just like like damn like this 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 hits like it hits different you know i, w- I wish i got to see it in theaters and but in the end like just me watching it in bed was just like powerful enough for it to be at least in my top five well I'm glad you mentioned it because I haven't I've been putting it off and I think that's something I actually should get to because I love Violet and you know we said we were gonna include movies so I I should do myself a justice yeah and go ahead and watch it so let me add that to the things I'm gonna do now that I'm back in the states I don't know if we mentioned that but I'm back in the states you can finally watch all your shows or movies either one both both. <laughs> Without a VPN. <laughs> catch up on Fate. Catch up on uh, Violet. I don't know. All the other movies I need to watch. All right. Number four for you. Number four. We've mentioned it. We talked about it. It's Vivi. Same thing that you said. I love the impact that it had in 13 episodes. It's just a good show, dude. I don't I don't know. Like, I don't need to elaborate more than what you said. We can leave it there. But for anyone listening who wants something to watch and doesn't like investing... 24 episodes in anime if i had to give you the short the short go watch an anime of 2021 it's gonna be vivi number one vivi if we have to give a 12 episode anime for me it's gonna be vivi if it's any friend who you know like i have a lot of friends who watch anime on and off they watch the big ones demon slayer jujitsu aot but they don't really watch anything small in between but if they're ever like, hey, I need something need something to watch for like just a weekend, I'm gonna recommend Vivi because it's a it's a 
goddamn good show in 13 episodes. Yeah, it's an easy recommend for sure. Like 2021, that's probably the easiest show to recommend. You you can't you can't go wrong. I mean, no one's going to say like, "Why would you recommend me this?" ReZero, I could recommend that. Someone could be like, "You're insane." <laughs> Yeah, I think like all the other shows we've kind of mentioned up to this point, you kind of have to have your own taste, right? And right, like Vanitas, I, I'll go through mine real quick. Vanitas, people will be like, "You're you're you're dumb." You, Assassin, you're you're absolute trash anime. You don't know what you're talking about. Aquatope, dude, you're you're a simp. Remake, <laughs> get the hell out you're of my life. Simp. <laughs> right? I mean, it is what it is. Yeah. Uh, so. Vivi, though, I mean, for anyone listening, it's a it's a good show. Just just watch it. I'm gonna leave it there. I think on a lot of people's list, Vivi might be the top anime of the year. So in that sense, like it could be, yeah. it could be. In that sense, you know, it's totally fair. All right, number three, we're entering the top three. So as we enter the top three, let me just say it. I prefaced it at the beginning. If I had to put AOT somewhere, it would be here, but it is not in my list. So, you know, just shift everything down if you want to kind of compare it to your list. But my number three show is To Your Eternity. And I complain a lot on this podcast about To Your Eternity. It was a goddamn soul show for the first 10 episodes. But at the same time, man, this show, this show is like the epitome of feels, epitome of feels for a shonen show. And the back half of the show just, just hit hard for me personally. And you go through like this emotional roller coaster with the main character and all the setup that happened in the first half, like, and kind of going back to what I said about aquatope where i felt like i grew up with the show to your eternity was another show it got 25 26 episodes so it was a show that was consistent for me through 2021 and it just delivered and you already know how much i love pink blood and utada hikaru so like this show in the end for me is a top three anime without considering demon slayer and aot i think that's fair i knew it was gonna probably fall into the top 10 somewhere I need to finish it. I mean, like I said, I dropped it in the first half of the season, which doesn't mean I didn't like it. I just had better anime that I was watching at the time. Yeah, I mean, I don't blame you because the first half is hella slow. And I don't even know how I got even through, like, got through the first half. But I think the problem might have been that we watched it on a weekly basis. And from what I've heard from people that haven't watched on a weekly basis, they said it's been more enjoyable and easier to watch. So that's like a very good show. So like maybe we did that wrong, but at the same time, like kind of going back to my point, it felt like I had to your eternity throughout my 2021. That's fair. It was a 24 episode run. That's at least half of your year. And the other half is probably trash anime. So yeah, and that, I mean, that makes sense. That makes complete sense to me. Um, I have to watch it, so I have to watch, you know, Tear Eternity. I gotta watch the Violet movie. Gotta watch Komi-san. Gotta watch Jobless Reincarnation. I mean, these are a lot of anime that I know I've left out of 2021, and I just... It's unfortunate my list does not include these because I can't comment on them. It's okay. I will I got your cover, and then you could talk about it all at once. <laughs> all right. Okay. 
Number three for me is Ranking of Kings. Oh, that's pretty good. So I haven't watched. I mean, obviously, there's a 23 episode, 24 episode run. I forget how long. We're not even close to. I think we're just barely at halfway. Yeah. So it's it's not fair to really give it the number three spot. But at the same time, in what I've seen, it's a damn good anime. And I haven't. I'm not caught up. I'm gonna preface it right there. But from the reviews I read, the ratings I see, it has to be a good anime. I like it. Like, there's nothing, there's no, there's, I'm not going to say I don't. It's just that it's so good that I've been wanting to wait and binge it. Because I actually get disappointed watching 20 20 minutes and then having to wait. Which is rare for me to have to do. I usually don't care. I usually will watch the episode and enjoy it on a week-to-week basis. But Ranking Kings is something that I feel like I won't really grasp and, and... appreciate until i watch it like an hour run at a time yeah definitely and i already talked about ranking kings but it's it's it deserves to be up here in terms of how impactful it's been so far right so i'll leave it there and let's jump to the the big heavy hitters all right what is number two for you i know for a fact in my top two you didn't watch both of these and but number two i've gushed over it I can't believe I put an isekai in my top two. <laughs> oh, it's gone. Like, I, I will just like, oh man, I'm just going to carry this to my grave, I guess. But number two is Jobless Reincarnation. And season one of Jobless Reincarnation came in winter 2021. And then right now is season two. I didn't watch the last two episodes, so I haven't seen the season finale yet. But my God, dude, like this show is just so fucking good like it's so good and I, there's elements to it that are super isekai there's like the stupid like etchy moments and there's the fan service moments and whatnot but this show doesn't feel like an isekai to me it's like an adventure fantasy show it's a shonen element to it like the growing up aspect the main character kind of retaining his fears his thoughts his personalities from the real world transferring over it and then kind of applying it to his new life and learning from his like past mistakes this show's just too good like if you didn't watch jobless reincarnation in 2021 i don't know what you're doing because this has to be <laughs> i don't know what i'm doing yeah i don't know, <laughs> I don't know what, know what doing. you're doing bro <laughs> especially as an isekai <laughs> fan i don't know what you're doing because this show is just that good like it needs to be watched i don't think it's like aot level good but when it's all said and done i think this is probably gonna go down as like a top 25 anime of all time wow that's a big that's a big call i have to watch it i'm jet lagged as hell so i met i i guess i'm i guess i gotta i should start tonight you'll literally binge it you'll binge the entire thing because it's that good and engaging all right well it's either that or pokemon i can tell you pokemon hasn't been too interesting (laughs) we're circling back to the beginning of the podcast all right number two for you Top two. Number two, we've talked about it. It's 86. All right, that's fair. You're 86 stan. I'm an 86 stan. I still am waiting for the last couple episodes. I'm giving them the benefit of the doubt that they're going to close this out strong. But a friend recently asked me what should I watch, and I told him 86. I said, I think this might be the anime of the year, and I still believe that. That's because you didn't watch Jobless Reincarnation. <laughs> That's fair. But 
It has had two seasons in 2021. It's one of the true 2021 animes. And it's got a damn good light novel to back it up. So I'm expecting a third season, a fourth season. And I think this is going to run about 50 episodes. And I think it's going to be pretty damn good by the end of it. Yeah. I mean, that's 86 for me. I mean, yeah, the second part has been lackluster. It's been a bit slow. I mean, actually, no, it's been slow, like we've said. But it's a great anime, so I think it can still, it still has a chance for anime of the year. I think it should at least be in the discussion. Yeah, it's for sure in the discussion. I think a lot of people, I, I was going through Twitter and then there was like a tweet about like, what's everyone's top two animes? A lot of people had 86 in it. I think it was like 86 Job and Spring Incarnation that people were saying a lot. Vivi was in there a few times. Tier Eternity, Tokyo Revengers, like all those were mentioned. And, but I saw 86 a lot. Like if I had to probably count all of it, it was probably a majority of the people were saying 86. So people like it still and people are still watching it. So that's a good thing. All right. Your number one was, you already said your number one, right? You already said it's Demon Slayer. Mine- my number one was the tie, though, because they were both very sus, and I didn't really know if they really fell into 2021, so I put them at a tie. Oh, okay, so we don't know your act- your other number one. Yes. Okay, we'll get to that after, but my number one is... it's Odd Taxi. Yeah, Odd Taxi. <laughs> yeah, it's Odd Taxi, and when I created this list, it was the easiest number one pick, like... I, I started off the list. Usually, like, I, I go backwards. Like, I know what, like, my five, four, three are. And then, like, I don't know what the one and twos are. And I need to, like, shake it up a bit. All Taxi was just like, all right, just put that at one and then figure out the rest. Because this show was just so unique, so powerful in terms of the message. So, it, it, it's just unique. It brought a new anime experience to the table. And going back to what we talked about with Vivi, it did it in 13 episodes or 12 episodes. No show, like, really does that. A complete show the plot was complete the characters are great the backstory to each character the motives behind them the problems that it highlights in in the society etc um it just does a really good job and it's a masterpiece in the end i you know it, it kind, kind of came down to like the impact to run ratio that we kind of talked about because java's for incarnation has 25 episodes right but it could have gone either way, to be honest with you. I think both of them are masterpieces that came out of 2021. And not to kind of like not talk about Demon Slayer, the movie, or AOT, the final season. Because obviously those are going to go down in anime history too. But these two for me were clearly the top shows in 2021 that were like head and shoulders above the rest. I, I can agree with you there. I had a feeling it was your number one based on how much you've talked about it to me offline. Yeah, and I think I have to watch. I have to. I have a lot. I have a lot to goddamn watch. I'm gonna blame this on being in a different country that didn't have access to Crunchyroll until it had a VPN. (laughs) You got a lot catching up to do. But yeah, so my 2021 list is is might be a little sus to some people. You you get an updated 2021 list post vacation. Yeah, maybe you guys will get a 2021 updated uh, in a few weeks time. All right, your last number one movies or your your two number ones. So I've I've already mentioned Demon Slayer. I think, as you mentioned, 
it has to be number one if we're including movies that are generic and mainstream. Yeah, definitely. Basically, just based on the impact that it had, it's just absurd. Yeah. Um, the second number one that was tied, again, was a follow-up from a show that started off in 2020, but that is Jujutsu Kaisen. Um, yeah, it didn't finish until 21, and that's why I wasn't sure how to include it, if, it, if I should include it, if I shouldn't include it. But I threw it in at number one, even though it might have started in 2020, because... In my opinion, unless you're an anime fan like me and Chris, you probably didn't actually watch it until 21. And that's actually something I would bet on, is that most people actually didn't pick up Jujutsu outside of Japan until 2021. Because I don't remember hearing about so much hype about Jujutsu Kaisen until I had already seen it. Yeah, yeah, I mean, like, Jujutsu hype, man. And then it blew up. It became on TikTok people were and then halloween this year was insane i i don't even know it was the the jujutsu hype to me was delayed but because of that i put it into 2021 because it was reaching into 2021 i felt like a lot of people binged it before the end of it and then by the time it ended it was just it was just hyped out of this world yeah, I mean, if we're talking about the two most hyped shows or movies in 2021, it has to be Demon Slayer and Jujutsu, right? And it's probably not even close. Like, I mean, we have a friend who doesn't listen to this podcast, doesn't even watch anime, but they watch Jujutsu Kaisen. Yeah. And they even mentioned it to us. And so I was like, hold on a second. Hey, you watch Jujutsu Kaisen? That, that already means it's it's the reach has been far enough. Like, it has reached enough people that it's done its job yeah because it kind of falls into that like shonen you know dark category but at the same time very mature right so like any audience member can really watch jujutsu and it falls into that like aot demon slayer category a bit where like every two three years maybe if we're lucky maybe five years we get a shonen that's of this caliber or this hype and if we're counting Jujutsu in 2021, it was Jujutsu, right? Um, in 2022, if we were lucky and everything pays out, plans out well, it, that's it's Chainsaw Man, right? Like this is this was the most hype show in terms of the series in 2021. The merch was everywhere, and then on the other hand, nothing or no other movie, no other show has ever done what Demon Slayer the movie did. In terms of the box office, in terms of how much people are watching it, how much it was talked about in the West, the ratings. So, yeah, I mean, if we're going purely off hype, like there's there's no doubt that those two were the most impactful in 2021. Yeah, and I think that's why it's going to it's going to be interesting. I really am curious what anime of the year is going to be, if they're going to judge off impact or if they're just going to judge off something that started in 21 and ended in 21. I don't think like it could be Demon Slayer because I don't think it will be Demon Slayer because it's been out too long. I have a feeling it will be Jujutsu because it completed in 21, at least season 1. Yeah, but Jujutsu was up for it in 2020. I think it got it won in 2020, didn't it? I'm pretty sure it won in 2020. It did win, I think. It might have won something in 2020. Yeah, I thought it won anime of the year in 2020, so then if we kind of exclude Jujutsu, it's going to be interesting because there's a lot. 
and they're of like different kind of genres. Like 86, Java's Reincarnation, Tokyo Revengers, Tier Eternity, um, Vivi. Like these are all really different. And not one was like a hype show, you know what I mean? Like it wasn't a Jujutsu Kaisen where the entire anime community and beyond that was following it. Like all these are kind of niche in its own right. Like if you don't like Isekai, you're not watching Jobless or you're not watching Slime. If you don't really like Shonen that much, you're probably not watching Tier Eternity or Tokyo Revengers. So it's going to be interesting how it plays out because I don't feel like, you know, it just depends on the audience and how they're feeling. Yeah, I 100%. I'm going to have to agree with you there. And I'm actually very curious. I For some reason, I think I agree with that. 86 is probably not going to win. But if I had to cast my vote, it'd be on 86. If I had to pick like a sleeper dark horse for it to win and just for it to come out of left field and like I just didn't expect it at all, it's Horimiya. Like I could see it winning because of how much hype it had as a romance show. Oh, but oh, wait, but AOT came out, huh? Uh... Never mind, it's probably just going to be AOT. How boring. How boring. I guess I should start watching it. Yeah. <laughs> Fuck you, AOT fans. That make this voting process boring. Could Fruit Basket win? Oh, fruit, fruit, Fruit Basket could win. But it doesn't have like a big enough fan base. I'm not sure. It could. That's true. It could win. It could win. Maybe Fruit Basket is like the dark horse pick. What's the criteria, though? Does it have to have started in 2021? I don't know. But, I mean, Fruits Basket got a lot of hype when it came out. Yeah. All right. Okay, well, I know we're running long here, but, you know, with every great list comes a bad list. So, why don't we wrap up the year with just your worst anime of the year? All right, worst anime of the year. I, I'm sure we could both agree on it. It's Promised Neverland Season 2. That was the easiest thing <laughs> that we right. could have picked. Glad we have that tear down. The shittiest thing I've ever watched. The biggest waste of my time. Santa's Santa's, naughty uh, list. Naughty list. They're getting coal for Christmas. Never give them a budget again. Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Goodbye, promise. Neverland. Good rhythms. But I'm glad we watched together. I'm glad we suffered together. It was hilarious. It's it's always fun to uh, suffer through something. It was the funniest thing I've, I've watched. So it was great. All right. Well, that wraps up, I guess, our top 10 list. And I guess I don't I guess there will be a podcast next week before the New Year's. But we could probably talk about some random things leading up to 2022. Any closing thoughts from you, Pat? Nope. Nope. I'm actually looking forward to next year. I'm hoping to continue on and watching as much anime as I did. Hopefully watching less isekai less trash because there was a lot of trash that got watched this year and unfortunately in my excel sheet of lists that i watched it was it hurt to put together i don't know how else to say it you know what dude like next episode all we're gonna do is talk about all your catch-up anime <laughs> maybe maybe i'll watch as much as possible I'll be, I'll be ready i'll come with the heat all right come with the heat and all your reviews and all the audience can look forward to it at least one at least one all right until then guys merry christmas we'll catch you guys before the next year so until then all right peace out merry christmas
Merry Christmas. See you guys soon.